now recording. The Craigbot is live, which means we're live, which means welcome to another episode of The End with Adam. You've reached the end. Actually, you're here. So I want to first off say sorry for the quality. Um, when I do these interviews, when I have people on the podcast, I do it on uh, Discord. And anybody who's been listening to this podcast knows how much I hate Discord and uh, how bad I think the developers of it are and how much I think The Hague should investigate them for war crimes. Um, however, when you do use Discord, they have an inside internal application that records your conversations for you so that it allows me to have Discord conversations like the normal ones that I have with my friends, record them and make them into podcasts, and that's what you're hearing. So the, the call quality is what it is. But uh, I've got my boy Davin Baxter back in the studio. Everybody, welcome Davin. Um, hey. Digitally. We got Davin in here. Um, I wanted to talk to Davin because I just got back from an amazing experience. Kind of a total 180 from what we were talking about last week, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but not totally. And that's kind of what, what I wanted to talk with Davin about. Uh, and kind of wanted to investigate let's say investigate Davin um, about what my experience was in Florida, how that relates to the world at large and primarily how we're going to get Bitcoin out of this. That's also for everybody listening at the last two minutes of this podcast, we're going to give you some of the best Bitcoin advice you've ever heard. So listen closely and wait for that last two minutes. Um, don't scroll to them because it won't make any sense. We've actually, uh, set it in code. So you have to listen to this entire podcast to get to that uh, crypto advice. So just be warned, that's coming up. Anyways, Davin, so what? when did you find out that I was in Florida? Uh, when you had got just, yeah, I guess you had just gotten there. Yeah. I don't I even know I you were going on this trip. You didn't, you didn't tell me anything about it. <laughs> you were just like, yeah, I saw your Instagram post and I was like, where the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's funny how i like, treat work this? stuff i you know it's really funny how i treat work stuff i don't i'm i'm so uh i guess the word is i'm so work is so separate from my personal life that i almost don't even think of even when we go on these kinds of like resort trips and retreats and stuff i don't think of it as a resort trip or a retreat i think of it as i'm going to work but we just have to be working in a really nice place so that's my mentality about it. So that's why I don't really like brag. Like, even if I get an email at work, like, hey, our kickoff is going to be at the Four Seasons Five Star Resort in Orlando at Walt Disney World. Um, I'm not, in, in my mind, I'm not like, well, I'm like, it's, that's still cool, but I'm, I'm kind of like, okay, but I'm still working though. Like, I'm not, I'm not going there and, and turning up. However, I did get to see my older brother, shouts out to Umar, uh, who I hadn't seen since San Diego. So this is, this is another thing that happens, Davin, with, with you and me, is like we'll catch up with people at points in our lives, like usually in two, two year to 18 month, like, yeah, 18 months to two year intervals is kind of when you'll see the most critical people in your life, aside from, of course, your immediate family. And my brother is kind of one of those people who I've been able to, tra we've been able to kind of track each other's lives in these recent sort of six years or so just from being able to link up in different cities um, for different reasons. Sometimes he's there on business or sometimes he's there seeing girls. Sometimes I'm 
on business or sometimes I'm seeing girls, you know, it just, there's a synergy and we connect. And uh, my brother is nine years older than me and he's a Florida, like real actual Florida human. Like when, I, when people, and we have some international listeners. Florida man. People, yeah, we, like we have some internationalists. We have some, some people here who don't understand what I mean when I'm talking about 22 inch rims, probably putting the spinners on it, tinted. We're driving the Charger. There's no foreign mm-hmm. cars. We're not. We, I don't know what you're talking about when you're talking about Porsches. Yeah, we, this is what we're talking about. And to boot on top of that, we're blowing gas, guys. Gas is being blown. It, we're going to smell like weed. Weed's going to be on us. There's going to be a lot. We're going to actually have a bag of it. It's not really going to be... Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not, not going to be a person. It's just it's a canister. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's not a. It's not even about a personal. It's almost like an accessory. It's like you've got your backpack, and then you just have sort of a half a kilo of, of marijuana. Also, you know, like that's that's kind of what Florida guys are are into, and the, the the concealed carry laws of Florida also dictate that if you have a gun, um, that you should keep it on you and you should hide it. That's the whole point of a concealed carried license. So a lot of people don't realize is that. In some states, you have to have an open carry license, which means that if you want to carry your gun around, it has to be shown. I have to be able to visibly see that you are a gun owner and you have it outside on your hip. There's places like Texas and also Louisiana, I believe, is places like that. But then Florida is a concealed carry place where you're, you don't know who's strapped because it's illegal for them to have any, like he said, even the bulge, you know how people like to stick in, in movies, they like to stick a, a gun in their back pocket um that's illegal it, it doesn't matter if you've got a, a license or not it, it's still visible so uh what i'll say is is uh my my older brother is um very much a proud gun owner and he's uh you would have no idea i'll put it that way <laughs> what kind of um mm-hmm. what kind of ordinances uh might be popping up on you if you were to make the mistake of you know crossing crossing a line with him so He's a he's a great dude. Uh, really love him, and uh, showed me a great time. That was that was the cool thing was that he knows Florida like the back of his hand, so he could take me up and down I four no problem, and we could just hit different places and see different things. We spent most of our time though on the resort. The resort was was really. I mean, I, I've already gushed about this enough, so I'm going to keep this short. But the, there's a fundamental difference between four and five stars, and that that difference is an exponential difference. Like, just like you know how, isn't it something crazy? Like where it's like someone that has a hundred million dollars and someone that has a hundred billion dollars. It's like the difference. Just just because we change the the letter, we don't really understand like the difference in zeros. Like a four star hotel and a five star hotel is that difference in zeros. Like especially a four seasons it's you can ask the, the people there to do anything and they will do it for you um you can get anything done services wise inside of the hotel um so like spa haircut you, you need clothes you forgot your socks something happened with all, all your toilets maybe you can talk speak on if that's a good idea or not are the resorts Definitely. in mexico lit yeah, lots of the people that I know have gone to plenty of resorts, especially out in like Cancun, um, you know, like the east side yeah, right. of the country. But uh, I personally have never gone to any. I mean, 
like I said, I stay away from that whenever I'm making a trip. I try to stay away from like really touristy areas. And uh, for a number of reasons, like for one, it's just, uh, they're a lot like, I think from my travels, I found that there are cooler places out in like the middle of fucking nowhere than there are like these crazy high-end resorts. Apart from that, like you're saving money too. So, you know. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I've never, sorry, (laughs) sorry guys. Um, I've never wanted to do a thing where, and this was my biggest problem with where we were staying, a thing where you have to do everything inside of like a campus, <laughs> you know, like yeah. I'm going somewhere new. I want to be on the street level, like at some day. And I don't want to live at the street level. I don't want to sleep on the street level, but I want to be at the street level. I want to be able to walk around and see what the what people in the city look like. I don't want to be in a, in sort of this enclosed bubble where I have no idea what the outside of this kind of manicured, uh, fenced off area is. Uh, and there were tons of houses also in this uh, community. It had its own zip code. Uh, so it, it wasn't just the hotel. Um, it was this like whole very, very private kind of enclave that was inside of Disney, like w- it, literally inside of the Walt Disney World. People can believe that. I you can't know, believe that. <laughs> yeah, I had to wrap my head around the, the idea that people would buy a, a property and live inside of Walt Disney World so that they can go to Disney World anytime they want, like just just so that they can. You're also saying like you can't just buy a piece of property there. Like you have to actually buy the land and then construct a property on top of it, and then start paying associations fees. Oh yeah, which is what like an annual, that's an annual cost. Yeah, some something insane, probably something just that that would make most most of our heads spin. But there are people, and actually quite a lot of people that have that kind of money. So um, and and they they're in Florida. They've got you know that that uh, kind of. There's the space available. It's you know that swampland that that they just developed the shit out of, um, is uh, is really taking off. I mean, in the last ten years, I, I've spent my whole life going back and forth from Florida, and I've seen it um, explode. Especially like the the Orlando and I four corridor area, uh, just absolutely explode in terms of commercial and uh, residential development. But that is a boring ass fucking topic. Um, what Davin do you miss the most when you're at a hotel? No matter how nice the hotel is. That's a good question. <clears throat> what do I miss the most? Um I guess I like at least huh? whenever I've been at hotels is usually I've either been like by myself or just with my mom. So, right. you know, if I'm ever at a hotel, like the one thing that I will miss is like my friends. Because, you know, going on a trip with yeah. your friends is very different from going on a trip with your family. It's not to say that I don't enjoy going on trips with my family. Of course I do. Yeah, but, um, right, right. There's always this kind of like, uh, man, I really wish like this person could be here, like enjoying this with me. I really wish this person could be here, like having a drink with me at this bar or, you know, Definitely. what have you. For um, sure. For also, sure. if you're staying there for like an extended period of time, a uh, sense of adventure you know the whole point that you're making about the whole campus thing yeah it's not really my forte i like you know i like being out and kind of having the freedom to do whatever it is that i want to do and hotels they just kind of restrict you from yes. being able to do that kind of stuff yes there is yeah. a restrictive quality to hotels 
Um, I always, the concept of Airbnb, I wish I was someone that like had money when it was being developed because I would have put all, like every dollar I had, I would max out all my credit cards and invest in Airbnb because the, that is the way that I would have always dreamed to be able to travel. It's just, there's so many, there's more homes in this country than we need. I mean, like we, we don't have a housing problem. There's tons of, of houses that have been developed that no one owned. If people rented those out for short-term short term stays, um, then you have an alternative to a hotel where a hotel is you're going into a service industry kind of thing. You're like living in a mall almost. Like that's kind of what it feels like. Uh, now, like the actual rooms can be immaculate and everything like that, but it's still not uh, personal. It's very impersonal. Um, and they have different kinds of hotels, which that's cool. They, they do have these really interesting boutique hotels. Um, some of them in Detroit that I really want to check out. Like the Shinola Hotel looks really cool. There's one right next to the Shinola Hotel that is a renovated one from like the Gilded Age, from like the, like, you know, the 1920s or whatever. So it, it's like looks like that. Um, I don't know how much it is to stay there. And it's like only like, I think only probably like 600 rooms or something like that, you know, not like a, a huge hotel. Um, but yeah, there's, it's, it's weird. It's weird. Um, the pros and cons of, of going on vacation, you know, but I, the, the, the biggest thing that was so great was getting out of all of this fucking snow in Michigan. I can't even leave my house. Um, it's just like, there's tons of snow on the ground. You can't drive anywhere. Everything's shut down. And earlier this morning I was just, you know, outside in a t-shirt you know, like, like with palm trees, sunshine. So weather matters, man. Weather fucking matters. I, I, you know, as you move back to the States, I would say definitely try to stay somewhere warm. You you don't, there's just no, unless you're making money, the cold is just, it's, it's, uh, it it breaks you. It breaks. I'm cold as shit in Mexico, to be honest. Like during the winter season, it gets really cold at night. And in our house, it's freezing, yeah. and I'm walking around layered up. Yeah. If I were to move to someplace like Detroit, I have no idea how I'd be able to handle it. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. It's, it, it's like you you become a certain type of person, uh, you know, when, when you got to clear off a ton of snow off your car, warm mm-hmm. it up for 15 minutes, you know, sub-zero conditions. You, if something happens to your car, let's say it get, you get a flat and, a, a, you know, triple a doesn't come in time and you're in, out in the middle of east detroit or whatever and it's two degrees you could just freeze to death you're not your car yeah. runs out of gas sorry you know like hold on my brother is telling me to call him uh, we're doing this podcast though uh I'll, t- I'll have to tell him i'll have to call him uh i'll have to call him in a little bit sorry uh people listening here hold on um, take I'll just, yeah yeah well Davin, talk about uh talk about some of the resorts in, in mexico and some of the places you've been um like i said i don't really go to resorts but some really amazing places in mexico if you guys uh are ever interested in coming out to visit go on vacation or just spend some you know a month or maybe some quality time just trying to get to know the country i would recommend uh, Chiapas, specifically um, San Cristobal de las Casas. That's San Cristobal of the houses. 
Uh, it's like out in the jungle, basically. I mean, this is like what what they call a Pueblo Magico, which in previous episode, I'm pretty sure I was talking about that. Okay. Okay. Um, But yeah, it's a magic town. It's just very beautiful. Um, If you could look up, if you could just go on Google Images right now, type in Chiapas, uh, beautiful landscape or something like that. Uh, you're going to see a lot of scenes, a lot of photos of, of places that look as if it was straight out of a movie. You have something like Jurassic Park or Lord of the Rings, something like along those lines. Whoa. It's just an impeccable, impeccable beauty. Wow. And you go, that's on like around the Yucatan Peninsula. But if you want to go the other side of the country, definitely go to Oaxaca. Oaxaca is an amazing, 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 amazing place. I cannot, I can't express that enough. Um, there's one place specifically called Puerto Escondido. It's one of the most legendary surf destinations in the entire world. People from Australia come all the way to Mexico just to surf their waters. Uh, there's also, it's also rated as having some of the best sunsets that um, the world has to offer. I mean, th- I'm like, I'm, this isn't an exaggeration. I mean, no, um, no, I, I, I believe, I believe what you're saying. I'm, I'm hearing. Come you. to this, yeah. People come to this place from all over the fucking planet just to watch the sun set or rise. That's um, crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. It is real. It is real shit. Um, but um, if you want to get like a really nice sunset, you got to go to a place called Masunte, which is maybe 40 minutes. 20 to 40 minutes from Puerto Escondido. So you'd like fly into Puerto and then you would take a mini bus out to like some of the smaller towns and villages. And Masunte is kind of one of those smaller towns. Very hippie. Yo, I, 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 every time I talk to you about Mexico, I just get so guilty that I haven't come out there to see you. It's crazy. <laughs> um, you've come to see me and I, and I always guilt trip people about this too, who like I go to see. I'm like I always come to see you, but you never come to see me. Yeah, and like I'm like I'm doing it with you, and it's and it's so fucking unfair. But um, I actually want to end for now. We can join this into another episode, or just use this as an intro for like another kind of topic based mini series that we can do. Um, we'll see what we do with it. But for right now, guys, uh, stay tuned. Uh, I love you, and thanks. This has been a great intro episode to the end with Adam. Peace, guys.